Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always a way out, and it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance, and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese of another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. So yesterday, I don't know when you're listening to this, but yesterday I launched my first ever book. I've been in anthologies, but this is my very first ever album myself book, right? And it's called Love-Based Mission, How to Create a Business That Serves Your Soul. Now, this is a cool thing. So what I did yesterday, I had a launch party. I had a book launch birthday party. And so I had some of my business experts, my, my friends come on and I interviewed them and I interviewed them about their work and what they liked in my book. And we just gave kind of lots of feedback and we were having some crazy technical glitches in the morning. And my friend, Michelle PW, she's actually the publisher of this book. She's a famous kind of copywriter writer. And so she published this book. So she was online and we were talking about stepping into your mission. And the crazy part about this book is how long it took me to write it. So let me just give you a little bit of a backstory. So about five years ago, six years ago, I don't know, Michelle said, hey, I think I'm going to add book publishing to my business. Would you like to be like a guinea pig? You know, so I signed a contract and I'm going to start writing a book and then my mom died suddenly. So that kind of took me out of the mix for a little bit. And I was like, Okay, so Michelle comes back and she goes, you're ready to write the book? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing better. Get it started. And then my ex-husband died, kid's dad died suddenly, just destroyed our lives because it was a sudden death and he was a great man. We were really close. So another year goes by and she's like, all right, are you ready to write the book? And I said, okay, okay, now I'm ready, now I'm ready. So I start writing and it was a different title. It was actually based on the entrepreneurial journey as a spiritual path. And so I start writing and I think I'm doing good. Like I had my chapters, we had gotten me a book coach and I had all my chapters and I was writing, but I was really focused on the 22,000 words. I was like, shit, I gotta get, so I'm like going from old blogs and I'm trying to pull stuff and I'm, you know, so I'm just sort of writing, like I'm writing, I didn't realize I was phoning it in, but I was phoning it in. So I write the book. I'm all excited. Yeah, get the 22,000 words. And I got the book back from the editor. I guess it sucked. I didn't know, but it sucked. <laughs> the editor was like telling Michelle, I don't know how to tell Teresa this, but oh, good hell. Like, we're going to have to do so much to fix this book. Now, what happened to me is that I just was like, I'm out. I don't know if you've ever gotten edits back from a book. There's a whole bunch of red lines, and normally I don't care. I'm not that much of a perfectionist, but it just took everything out of me. So then I shelved it for another year. And Michelle comes back around like a year ago and said, Okay, I can do this. 
Because if you're not, you're going to lose your spot. So this time, I flew to New Jersey. One of my best friends, Elizabeth Phelps, helped me midwife the thesis and the concepts. And then I wrote the book. And I'm really happy with the book. If you haven't gotten it yet, please do. Love Based Mission. It's, either, it's a Kindle version and it's also hard copy. But when Michelle and I were on the phone for the book launch, I was showing the story of how long this took. And she said, the reason it took you so long is because you hadn't stepped into your mission yet. You could not write this book until you had lived the book. So what's the mission in you that you're not living? Like, what is holding you back? So let's just go there. Do you know that you are here for some great purpose? I bet if you're following me, you probably do, right? Because I attract and I hang out with folks who understand that their soul is expressing through their business very often, who their purpose is lived out through the work they do. Those are my people. So do you get in your core that you are given a certain set of gifts and a certain set of life experiences that have uniquely positioned you to do the work you're supposed to do, to get that? And if you don't get it, I wonder why. Because if you're over 20, 30, I would imagine that in living in you somewhere is a sense of this is my purpose. This is, and now here, here's the thing. You don't have to know the form. You don't have to say, oh, I'm going to be this and it's going to look like that and I'll make this. Like, shh, not even the form. Just the like, it could be I'm here to make a difference. Or I want to free women for having to go through that again. Or I want to make sure no child ever has to suffer with that. Or I want to make sure the educational system is transformed. Whatever it is for you. So number one, do you know what in your bones, what your thing is? Number two, if you don't, why not? I remember one time I was listening to a speaker and she said, is your life breaking down? Shit falling apart? She, she was a minister. She probably didn't say shit falling apart. That's tree speak. Things not working. She said, it's because you probably said the prayer. And the prayer is, use me. Use me. Because when you say the prayer, it's like life is like, ah, finally. Finally, you're inviting the purpose to come through. You're finally saying yes to what's yours to do in the world. And then life being life goes, yeah, but you know, that relationship, he's not that good for you. That belief, you can't have that, sister. That old habit of codependency or overgiving, no, we're going to kick you in the head with that one. Boom. And so sometimes when you have said the prayer, actually what happens is things get worse before they get better. Sometimes, you know, in my book, one of the things that I say is in nature, there is most often destruction before creation. There is often the forest fire before the new life comes. There is, you know, winter, the trees leave, lose all their leaves before the buds of spring come. Like there is a cycle. It's not just like an escalator where everything is just growing and beautifully. Like it's just stuff blows up. Things, things, you know, fires raise the land, things break apart, things die. And then there's new life and new opportunity and new possibilities. And so if you don't know what your purpose is, I just challenge you to say the prayer. Just say it. Just see what happens. You don't have to know exactly. You just have to know I'm here to be of service and I don't even know how that looks, but I'm a yes to the service. I'm a yes to, I'm supposed to 
in this cosmic little playground we're all on, I got a part and I'm ready to play my part. So show me what's next. I know for me, what held me back from stepping into my purpose, truthfully, was I was afraid. See, if you know my story, I was a psychotherapist for bunches of years. So I knew a lot, right? I, I'm a smart girl. And when you're a therapist, you have a lot of understanding about how people are wired and why they suffer and how to get out of it. And probably eight years ago, somebody said to me, you know, you're a healer, right? And I was like, what are you talking about? Somebody else said to me, you know, until you stop just saying you're a business coach and you start talking about your healing and your healing gifts, you know, you're never going to make money. Right. And I'm like, holy fuck. Are you like, wait, what? Cause I never studied like a healing modality. I never went to, you know, learn how to do this technique or this. Like, I just, I just knew stuff, but I didn't know how I knew stuff. And I initially I thought, Oh, well, I, cause I was a therapist, but the information I was getting was beyond therapy knowledge, right? It wasn't like, Oh, that's what Freud meant. Oh, there we go. That's that just gestalt thing. It was like, it was just my intuition had this whole understanding. And then I developed, you know, today I work with, with my pendulum a lot and I developed this technology whereby I could just laser in and discover exactly where things are blocked and open that, free that from people. But I remember the first time I was, I was working with somebody and I heard, you know, this is a curse. She is a curse. And I'm like, Oh, good hell. Like, what? <laughs> okay we're not talking therapy anymore holy shit and and then I'm told in my head well you can fix that you can remove it and I'm just I'm like literally like fighting with the voices going I I I have no understanding of how to do that and it said yes you do just do it so I did it and it was and it was gone right and so, so for like lots of years I was like holy shit like whoa and I, I would get off these sessions and I'm like I can't believe I did that. Oh my God, how did that happen? I was like just blown away by like the stuff that was seemingly happening to me. And I was slowing it down because I was scared of it and, and I didn't know what to do. And then somebody said to me, you know, just being in your presence is healing. You know that, right? And I was like, what? Because I had been trained as an overgiver, I had been trained codependent, like, oh, I got to give you this and this and this and this. So I whole, built my whole business on overgiving. I'm like, wait, just being a, like, so what I'm, what I'm sharing with you is how hard it was to step into, oh, this is my work. This is my mission. Scare the shit out of me because I was literally convinced, oh, you're going to think I'm a nut. And you, you might. <laughs> And if you do, I am, we're all good. We're in agreement with that, right? It took me years. I was terrified. And so that's why my business, like I would, I would be split, right? I'm a business coach. Shh, I'm really a healer. I do your marketing. Actually, I really want to work with your soul. Like, like, so I experienced a drop in income. I'm sure I confused the hell out of my audience. Like, well, what do you really do? It's like you would come for one thing and I would sneak and I would do the other thing. And so I finally, after I had like actually the last death when Jim died, when everything is raised, when everything is just stripped away, you got nothing to lose. It's like, fuck it. Like I'm tired of living less than how I want to live. I'm no longer willing because life is really short. 
I determined that I was no longer willing to do things that, that weren't my greatest joy. And I'm good at marketing. I love that. I love to teach all that stuff. But my joy, my true work is this soul stuff, this energy stuff. And after you've had the losses that I've had, you can no longer go back. You can no longer just sell shit to make money anymore. Right? And so, so I want to challenge you. I didn't know I'd get so emotional today. I want to challenge you to really examine, are you living your mission? And I share my story because I want you to go, what would it be for me? What is holding me back? So number one, you might not know what it is exactly, but I kind of call bullshit on that. You probably do, but you have been afraid of it. There are clues. You know, one of the questions, this is a basic coaching question. One of the questions they ask in like basic life coaching school is, what did you want to do when you were a child? What were the games of your childhood? Guess what? I was Fairy Noel. <laughs> Noel is my middle name, by the way. So I would run around the playground with my friend Fairy Jojo, and we would just boom. We would just make magic. We would just transform. And I'm like, holy shit, all these years, that's what I've been doing. I've been working on making magic and transforming people my whole life. There are clues. There are clues. And so don't buy, I don't know what it is. You do know what it is. Sit yourself down and just, just allow it. Say the prayer. Okay, I'm ready. Use me. You can also ask people around you, like, what do you think I'm naturally good at? Like, what, what do you think I'm to do in the world? Like, based on, on what you know of me, not only ask the safe people. Don't ask the ones that like, you should get a job with the post office. They've got benefits. Don't ask those people. Ask the people that hold your heart and want the best for you. Ask those people, right? Or book an appointment with me. We could have a call. I can help you figure this out. We can anchor it and embody it a little bit. Number one, what is your purpose? Number two, if you do know it but aren't moving into it, what are you afraid of? Get it out. I wish I didn't have to take five or six or seven years to be doing the work. I mean, I did the best I could. It was my journey. There's no shame. But when I see the potency that I have now and people come from my past clients, I'm like, I'm sorry, I wasn't as good. <laughs> I'm a freaking ninja today. Eh, I was all right. I was doing the best I could. I had, a, I had a clean heart, you know, but I don't want you to take six years to like tip your toe in. Cause I think in these times, especially we can't afford that. These are the times we all have to be stepping up into leadership, into whatever that is for you. And so I just want to encourage you, give yourself time, sit with this. If it weren't for the fear, what would I love to do? If I knew that it was mine to do, what would I just say yes to? If I didn't worry what other people are going to think of me, what would I want to step into? If I didn't have to think about how to monetize it, what would just be freaking juicy and fun to do? Those are some really good questions because I want you to be living out your mission. And hey, why you're at it by the book, right? <laughs> It'll help you a lot answer those kinds of questions and understand everything that would hold you back. All right. This was a deep one today. Goodness, goodness. I really hope you have enjoyed this episode and leave a review for us, leave your comments and wherever you're watching this podcast. And mostly if you need my support, reach out. If you just want to shoot me an email, I would love to have that. If you want to book a discovery call, I would love that. It's ts at reeskelly.com. And thanks again for being with me. Peace and blessings. Hey, this is Therese, and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. 
You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you. We'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye. Bye.